Welcome to the Ether. Today's Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, blockchain and AI, FIPS and fetch.ai app updates. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Just checking. Can you hear me, Devin? Sure can. How's it going? Things are going great. Wonderful. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure if I've had a technical difficulty here. I, I, I don't know if it's picking up my audio through a headphone and my speaker is giving me the audio from you, but I'll just be careful here and not mess with anything. As long as you can hear me and I can hear I can you, hear that's, you that's, that, good. that's good. Uh, I, hopefully I don't have too much echo or anything. I definitely hear you. I guess, Josh, can you, you hear and talk? Yep, I can hear you. Um, can you hear me? Yep, sure can. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I, uh, I guess to kick this off, um, what I wanted to start off with for everybody here is the first part here we're going to talk about, or I guess I'll be talking about some, some network updates and things that have been going on, uh, a little bit of like what's to come as well. Um, and then after that, I'm pretty much going to hand it over to Devin and Joshua here to uh, be able to explain to you guys, give you some updates on what's been going on with the Fetch AI app um, and, you know, what what to expect in the future from them. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll start off now since we've got uh, a good crowd going on already. Um, so I guess to start with the network related updates, we just recently actually saw um, the governance proposal number seven um, on the Fetch AI network has passed, which now reduces the voting period of all proposals down from the 14 days, which it previously was. It's now five days because we figured it was much too long to make proposals take two weeks to possibly you know, go to vote and then be able to eventually implement. And especially if there was a proposal that was deemed more urgent, um, you know, we've seen in the Juno network, as well as on Osmosis and a few others that have had some issues over the last uh, month, that there's had to be proposals that come out, you know, pretty much immediately to fix issues either with Cosmwasm or even just in general, like their chain's specific activity. So it's good seeing those examples that we need to have faster like response times, basically. Um, and also most votes were coming in within the first five days anyway, and there wasn't really a reason to drag it all the way out uh, to 14 days. It was kind of just a long process anyway, especially now that we have the FIPS process in place. Um, there's less of a reason to make the proposal voting period itself take as long when we already have a delay from the time that a FIP gets made to a proposal being on chain. So yeah, it was great to see uh, the voting period is now reduced and we're just a handful of days now away from 
uh, proposal number eight seems like it's going to pass at this point. 99.99% have voted yes. Once again, awesome. Um, which, for those of you who don't know what... Oh, uh, I actually just got somebody saying... I actually read something. Somebody saying I'm cutting in and, in and out. Is that the case, Devin? Uh, I can hear you straight, but uh, I mean, it, it could be happening on some of the other networks. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. At least it's uh, consistent for you guys. All right. Um, but yeah, so those of you who don't know uh, the, the proposal that's still on chain, as I said, uh, it's still in its voting period, which is proposal number eight. If you haven't voted on it already, absolutely make sure after this spaces uh, to go in and vote for that, because it may seem a little you know, confusing because it's called raise max gas setting and max bytes per block. That is essentially just a fancy way of saying it. Uh, we're trying to get more complex contracts to be able to work on the network. And so what we really want to be able to see here is, you know, things like Starfleet, which we've kind of hinted at quite a bit uh, for it releasing. It has more complex contracts than what currently are able to run on the mainnet on testnet everything's working perfectly fine we've done testing with it um, and it's been fine and well but we want to make sure that we actually move those settings now over to the mainnet um oh all right here we go uh yeah so we're trying to move that stuff over onto the mainnet and hopefully uh, this proposal goes through and we can do that because then once it's implemented um it, you know after a couple days now once it's done its voting period we will be able to see these contracts uh, begin to go on chain, which means that Starfleet's release is very, very close behind. We are just waiting for this um, proposal to go through. And then once implementation is there, Starfleet is like very close to being able to work. So, yeah, we're uh, we're very, very excited for that. Um, and then the last thing, I guess, is a bit of a, an update in relation to governance proposals and, and FIPS and whatnot, is we have a discussion up right now to actually set minimum fees on the network. Because currently, anyone at all is able to just go on to the network and whether it's a transaction or staking, unstaking, pretty much all of those functions can be done for zero fees, which is a little bit of a problem one because spam attacks are way easier to conduct when it costs zero dollars to do there is absolutely no i guess counter incentive to uh the idea of doing a spam attack on the network so we don't want to have that happen or have an open you know attack vector in that way um but also just in general a lot of validators or you know as we expand the active set into the future um you know every validator is going to have different levels of equipment for what they're capable of actually doing and so if they have an infrastructure that is you know not as high up as maybe some of the others other guys is um they shouldn't be accepting the default of all transactions because that is a very easy way to have like a, a node go down and not be able to handle um you know all the transactions that are happening so instead with fees set in place it makes it so that validators are only accepting a you know a select amount of transactions and also in general it helps works to work work towards in the future um you know when staking rewards run out likely it would be fees that would end up picking up um you know the rewards where 
the the staking rewards left off. So we want to slowly move in towards that, which is what the current discussion post on our GitHub is about. So, oh, oops. <laughs> so if you guys haven't checked out uh, the GitHub yet for the FIPS um, section that we've got, definitely go and look at that because uh, there's a pretty active conversation going on there. Um, we saw the Mobix team actually has responded and said they need a couple months to be able to get their contracts and everything um, figured out to make sure that it can run with fees enabled. Um, but still, we want to go forward with at least most validators only accepting transactions with fees. We know it's impossible to get everybody to do it because we can't force validators to do it. It's by their own volition. Um, but if most validators are accepting only feed transactions, it then you know brings up the, the level of security on the network regardless. So yeah, we're hoping to release that as a full FIP soon um, and we'll be able to gauge community feedback. I can also say that um, a FIP, like a FIP discussion coming up very soon as well will be the 5% uh, minimum uh, commission fee across all validators. We've been working on that for quite some time. I know a lot of validators have been, they've been messaging me quite literally. I get at least a couple of the validators every week asking me, when is that going to happen? Is it even going to happen anymore? And so the answer to that is absolutely. We are going to put uh, a discussion post out there that we're hoping to turn into a FIP so we can have a, a you know a solid discussion with the community and with validators so that everybody is on the same page, understands or gets their grievances out about their opinions on that matter. So yeah, we have quite a bit of stuff to look forward to when it comes to um, governance proposals. We're really hoping to ramp it up now that we've got this fit process all figured out and we can really gauge community feedback and, and help us actually form these governance proposals before they even hit the chain, which is ideal. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, Starfleet is going to be hopefully coming out very, very soon. We've got some announcements in regards to that. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some more announcements that we can actually talk to you guys about in regards to um, other stuff that we're working on, like uh, like the fetch wallet and the upgrades to come with that that we've got in the works and a few other things that I don't want to mention right now so that, uh, you know, you guys can actually get some more details other than me just briefly passing by but yeah that pretty much covers it for the main stuff that's going on in regards to the network uh, so i'll take the opportunity now to pass it over to the uh fetch ai app team um which is we've got devin and josh here so yeah you guys can take it away on the updates for fetch ai app and how that's been going and maybe get some questions in there too awesome really appreciate it john uh good stuff and uh Devin Blagtree, nice to see everyone again. I know it's been a, a few months at this point since we last uh, had a chance to chat. Um, like John laid out for you, you know, we've been working on this uh, application along with some of the other different um, product offerings that we're, we're trying to get out there. Um, with the, the main focus and mission within our teams of making it easier for users to get value out of their digital twins, um, be able to, to interact with the network, the apps on it, and then help build paths for more users to come from Web 2 onto Web 3 um, by taking sort of these uh, centralized apps that, that we're building out, but then looking to provide the ability to take the things that you're doing on those applications and within them and bring them onto the network, um, decentralize them, 
um, and facilitate, you know, users getting more and more value out of the network. Um, so in, in that uh, mission, we've been rolling out our initial uh, Fetch AI app uh, that allows users to, to come in and start to um, coach their, their twins about reality um, and facilitate sort of these initial building blocks to, to get uh, easier interaction with them. So allowing um, less technical people to get in and, and start getting value out of it. And with that, I wanted to um, introduce Josh, our, our captain of the team overseeing the, the app, um, responsible for growing the different marketplaces that are being um, exposed on it and bringing in more users and, and facilitating that. So I'll, I'll hand it off to you, Josh, um, and uh, looking forward to, to hearing more about the app. Cool. Thanks, Devin, and uh, thanks, John, for inviting me over here. It's a great opportunity to to speak to everyone. So as Devin mentioned, we've been you know working really hard on developing the first sort of consumer facing you know BT, um, app, mobile application. Start getting people um, used to the idea of digital twins. Just to give you a bit of a backstory, we after much deliberation, we decided that we were going to launch um, the mobile application first uh, in Austin with a specific uh, view to target the digital nomads and kind of how we got there just to give you some some info is um initially what we wanted to do is to solve this idea of people engaging with their digital twins helping them coordinate the day-to-day day-to-day life we took a look at digital nomads because there is um, from an early adopter perspective they look to experience new things lifestyles and connect with different people and the digital twin we want to be able to do that for them as well how can the digital twin help connect with like-minded people, connect with, with businesses that you want to interact with um, and help serve you on, the, on that journey during that, that trip. So like Devin said, we launched the app a couple of weeks ago. It's live in Austin and available for download throughout, throughout the US. And with, as we work and iterate out of that, we'll look to move to, to other places thereafter. So what the, the app currently focuses on is it's, we've tried to, bring this sort of gamified experience to the application whereby users can get involved in, in quests. So we've been actively connecting with businesses in Austin, trying to incentivize and work with them to get them to build these recommendations that we can then help the digital twin connect users with the relevant opportunities for them, be it going to a restaurant, to a bar. Um, at the moment, it's very, very lifestyle focused. And then as we figure out and, and work through that piece, we can start branching out into the, the other services that a digital nomad might want to connect with within a city, either be like co-working spaces, uh, accommodation, transportation, um, and, and events within the area. So that's kind of where we're at now. If you had to take a look at the app now, again, it's all very quests uh, focused, both a combination of what we have created as quests to get the content flowing, but again, users are also able to to create their quests, and that's where you want to you eventually want to build out to be fully community driven, where the community is is supporting one another and helping drive those those quests, continuously training the digital twins to best serve the users. Um, at the moment, as well as you, when you're logging into uh, the app, you have access to to a wallet, which we're looking to and um, build out the features as well, and a couple of other new features that are in the pipeline and include sort of uh, chat within the app, so you can really connect with other users within the app as well as um, some stuff around calendar so you can better coordinate for you and also the ability to start training your twin. So that at the, at the beginning will be very, very um, at B0, as a 0 0.1 of uh, 
very, very basic, but then how can you start integrating sort of other applications or media pieces where you can start talking and training your twin um, to better serve you. Um, I think that's kind of where we're at now. We're continuously iterating. We're looking for feedback. We'd love uh, feedback from, from the community as well um, and see where we go from here. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. And just uh, to add on to that, um, as far as what's powering uh, that, that application, um, we've talked in the past about the, the developer platform and the ability to enable people to come in on a low-code, no-code solution and start standing up these uh, twins to reflect their business, um, set the objectives for, for their twins and their business, and have those go out and, and interact with these other twins to um, see what intent the, the users have and see if they can provide services to help them out to facilitate that intent. Um, and so we, we also have that platform that we're working on to facilitate expansion of these marketplaces, as Josh has laid out, get the community more and more engaged um, so that they can start to build out these marketplaces, facilitate new features within the, the application, um, as well as outside of it. Um, so that that continues to to work in the background as well um, to expand that capability. Um, and as Josh had mentioned, um, we have sort of the narrow focus right now to enable us to really hone in on the problem set and and try and solve for a, a given niche, um, so that we can then build on uh, the the learnings that we get from that, as opposed to trying to solve all the problems at once and not being able to really solve any problems for anyone. So. Um, as you mentioned, we'll, we have the focus on expanding outside of the, the current niche, but that's where we're at today. We'll keep the community posted. We'll be partaking in these uh, Twitter spaces as well as, you know, continuously posting on the, the blog um, and getting out status updates via the, the socials, um, specifically Twitter uh, to begin with. But as uh, always, open on, on feedback, ideas whether you, uh, you engage with us here or hop on the website, leave feedback. Uh, we love to hear from the, the community. And, and as Josh had said, are, are really trying to orient to, to bring more voice of uh, the community into the development of this. So really appreciate the time. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pause for any questions or anything else. And John, if there's anything you wanted to touch on, um, you know, feel free. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, explaining to the community what's been going on and what the what the plans are with everything. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate that because we've had endless questions uh, from, from people wanting to know, which is actually, I guess, if you're uh, OK with it, this is the perfect opportunity to actually have some uh, if anybody wants to come up and ask any questions. I actually do have um, a question. Somebody just sent it to me because um, they, they they weren't able to join in because it was a little bit late for them but i have one question that i was just actually sent from nico if you'd uh be uh wanting yeah. to answer something sure please okay awesome uh so he said please ask how training is achieved and are there limitations with respect to the type of model or method used yeah yeah no great question and so how training occurs right now um, is sort of behind the scenes. We're working, as, as Josh had mentioned, to expose training of the, the twin to the users via the, the mobile app. Um, we don't have an exact day right now, but it's a, a very heavy focus for the team. And they're, they're working on it currently. Um, and what the initial focus on that training will be is about the things that you tell your twin about. 
So that'll be those quests that you go on, the the tasks that you tell your twin that you need help automating or facilitating um, on your behalf. It'll be the memories that you share with your twin, um, such as, you know, going out and experiencing something and telling your twin about it and utilizing that information to identify your personality, your, your characteristics that will be housed within your twin um, and facilitate the ability to improve the, the matchmaking with other twins to get more tailored um, experiences, more things that you care about and also help to find the best way to automate tasks on your behalf that align with you. So right now it's gonna be limited to um, those types of, of trainings where it's more around sort of the, the video, the imagery that you provide your twin or the actions that you take within the app. But we're looking at other ways to expand on that using other um, training algorithms to facilitate uh, how, how your twin interacts back with you as well as how um, it interacts with other twins. Um, and so it'll be limited to that to begin with. But again, if, if people have different ways that they'd like to train their twin, um, ideas on ways that they'd like to see that incorporated, we'd love to hear about it. Um, we, we can bring those types of things in um, and, and facilitate that exposure for, um, you know, enabling you to train your twin in different ways. Yeah, awesome. I, uh, I really hope that that ends up covering it um for for nico there it was great oh yeah he actually had another question (laughs) go go for it and if if nico wants to you know connect outside feel free as well i mean we're we're accessible via um chat on the website i'm always happy to answer there but feel free to to relay the additional question um live here Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll read it out here because uh, it might be of, of use to the, the whole community. So yeah, he asked saying, um, do twins use existing fetch AI tools such as the ACN or OEF and will they open source the actual algorithms that are used? Yeah. So currently they do not use the, the existing underlying tech, but that is what we are working towards. So right now, we're focused on having the ability to interact with this um, twin. And then we are working towards facilitating um, exposing that onto the, the decentralized network so that as you're, you're training your twin, um, facilitating ways to have that information stored on chain for you to access. Um, and then bringing those tools to, to his question um, that we want to open source certain pieces of it to make it easier for people to build additional add-ons to those twins, gain access to the twins, um, and facilitate where um, eventually you can basically have the, the twin fully decentralized outside of the, the hosted platform that we're providing um, and have access to that on the decentralized platform and you have full control over it. Um, facilitating the the tools and capabilities to to manage that, and we'll uh, make that um, those pieces open source. Um, as far as on the, the hosted platform, it's acting as sort of this um, ease of use to enable people um, from a Web two space to to easily get up and started on the twin, um, start training it, see the value from it, and then move them towards those decentralized um, aspects once they've seen the value. What we ran into um, over the last, you know, months and years as we've been engaging with businesses and individuals is a barrier of entry to get them onto Web3 
um, and showcase the value. And we found that it's we can reduce that barrier of entry and sort of show them the value uh, more quickly by taking that hosted approach. And then we want to facilitate those tools and, and capabilities for them to move that onto the fully decentralized. Um, but that's sort of to, to give context of why we have sort of the hosted solution, why we're at where we're at now, but how we're, we're looking to the future to facilitate um, that capability. And, and that is definitely where, where we're uh, wanting to move. So, Yeah, awesome. Uh, hopefully that ends up answering his questions there. Um, yeah, thank you for thank you for answering that. Sure. Um, is there anybody who's in the chat right now who has any questions they'd like to ask Devin or Josh directly? Because if so, you can just uh, request right on the Twitter Spaces app. Um, if you're on your phones, you should be able to to do that. You can ask away. And if there isn't anybody uh, who's got oh, we actually do have a question here. So. I'll pull up Peter. He's always got some good ones, so might just take a second to join in. Oh, there we go. Hey, Peter. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, I just wanted to find out, is there any uh, feedback mechanism for users to kind of relay their experiences um, or any difficulties they have using the app or using the digital twin at this point? Yeah. Yeah, Josh, you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. So at the moment, we have... um, in the in the current version of the app, we have a, a a chat function, which is you're chatting directly with the fetch support team, which is essentially the app team, anyone in the marketplace app team, Dev and myself and all the others, where you can chat directly to one of us and we will respond. Either we can try and answer your questions there or set up a session if we need to. So feedback is is live um, at the moment only directly to the fetch team. Like I said, we're looking to roll out other um, chat features when user to users, but from a feedback perspective, it, it is available within the app um, by the main in the main menu, um, and you can send us messages whenever. Alternatively, if not using the on the on the website, we have a, a chat where you can connect directly with us as well. Brilliant, thanks. Awesome, thanks, awesome. Peter. Yeah, thank you so much, Peter. It also looks like we do have um, actually another person here, Niels. Looks like he's wanting to ask a question, so we'll bring him up. Hey there, Niels. Hey, good evening, everyone. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, letting me in and asking a question. Uh, hopefully you can hear me all. Um, I have a question regarding the application as well, and I'm very curious uh, about the traction uh, in the sense like, can you already provide kind of figures about how many people already joined uh, the application in Austin uh, and how many quests are done? To get a kind of insight in, uh, yeah, how how much is used application right now? Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Niels. Uh, really appreciate the question. Great one. So, with what we've been doing initially, um, we have a, a few hundred users on the application, but that's been by design. Um, we've actually been we we picked Austin, limited the scope on who we were uh, releasing out to. We narrowed it on the U.S. to try and. Um, get some of these iterations out, get feedback, and then expand as, as we make iterations on it. Um, so we can share sort of that, that amount of users right now. We're, we're happy to continue to provide those figures going forward as we come into these spaces, as, as well as just um, community updates on the quests, tasks, and other completion pieces. We don't have um, those to, to share today, um, but we will be looking to um, have that information 
available um, both on the website as well as in the app in, in different areas. Um, also specific to your twin and, and sort of tracking on how is your twin doing on, on automating these different things for you. Um, so definitely something we're looking to expose. Um, don't have much more on the figures today, uh, but, but happy to continue to keep you posted on those going forward. Does that uh, help answer your question there, Niels? Yes, yes. Thanks, Devon, for your answer. Thank you. Sure thing. You got it. Um, all right. Oh, I was actually about to say if we had nobody else, but uh, it looks like we got Mike here who wants to come up and ask a question. So I will add him up here so we can get as many in as possible because, yeah, many people have had great questions for you guys. So, yeah, we love it. Hey there, Mike. Not sure if you can uh, if you can hear us, Mike, but floor is open to you if you got any questions. I see, sir. How's it work? Yes, we can hear you. Yep. Oop. Just oh, say- looks like Looks like he lost lost his connection. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we can wait to see if he ends up being able to go in again. But um, yeah, I guess if there's not any more questions, do you guys have any, uh, I guess, even medium to to long-term goals for even possibly where you guys were wanting to, where you're looking to possibly expand the application into? within the the coming year or or so i know the community has been asking uh very much where kind of the aim is of if it's going to be predominantly u.s focused until most of the u.s is onboarded and then go to other countries or what the plan kind of is so i figured i'd ask for them (laughs) yeah yeah no great question um and so to, to answer we're still uh actually laying that out right now um we're focused on digital nomads so we have been looking at the, the key cities that digital nomads frequent. Um, we, we see the, the crossover between digital nomads and um, you know, the, the community that we already have within the, the network and, and our decentralized area of you know, looking to cross borders and facilitate easier exchange of uh, currency and, and hit on di- some of these different automations and coordination of their lives. So what we're looking at is what are the, the primary cities that the nomads are, are moving between, um, as well as community feedback on cities they'd like to, to see the application in? Um, we're facilitating that right now by allowing users um, that have downloaded the app to generate their own task quests and start populating um, information within the, the different cities. Um, we are looking at different um, statistics around the cities, around um, the different services provide with them, the population density, the, the density of um, sort of the similar demographic to a digital nomad that exists in the city already that could benefit from the same coordination tasks that uh, the twins are being um, built out to facilitate um, for the digital nomads. And we're still plotting that out. We're also looking at the different um, regulations within the, the different countries to look at how we can expand um, outside of the U.S. Um, but I, I would say, you know, conservatively, we're, we're focused on the, the U.S. right now. We want to make sure we, we get that right. We are looking at other um, large cities uh, as well. Um, so expect to, to see probably the, the next couple of cities to be um, U.S. oriented, but that we are looking internationally. And if one of the, the cities makes sense, we'll, we'll put focus on it. Um, the biggest thing being, if, if there's cities you want to see it at, 
um, and you, you want to have it be brought in, um, please let us know. Tell us what that city is. Give us that feedback. Um, let us know on the the website. You can go into the, the chat there and, and message us directly like Josh mentioned um, and, you know, ha- have that input so that we can be identifying where our existing community wants to be seeing it rolled out at. Um, and we'll do our best to, to help facilitate that as quickly as possible. And as I mentioned before, we're doing our best to communicate these um, announcements, the, the investigations of what we're looking at, why we're choosing things um, into the blog. You can sign up for the, the newsletter on the website. We'll be continuously rolling out information there um, to, to keep the community um, abreast of anything that's going on. Um, and we will definitely be keeping you posted on, you know, sort of the expansion areas and, and where we'll be targeting um, to facilitate that. But excellent question. And, you know, again, let, let us know where you'd like to be seeing it so we can incorporate that into our um, analysis as, as we choose on those things. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a, that's a great answer for that question. So, yeah, hopefully uh, that that helps a lot of people out in understanding kind of, you know, when to expect rollouts and stuff. So I guess all the people who are from the U.S., you've got quite a bit to look forward to from the sounds of it. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess, do we have any other questions? Uh, anybody who's, who's got any other questions, if not, we likely would be able to, to wrap this up. Um, and just so that the community knows this, we're actually going to try and hopefully not only can we have the, the fetch AI app team, um, you know, come in semi-regularly maybe once every month or 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 so to be able to give some updates to you guys and answer some questions um but also we're hoping to you know get some of the other application teams um from the actual network side of things like you know we're hoping to have maybe uh, a spaces session along with the likes of you know the the resonate team and mobix team that way you guys can get a lot more i guess content out of this and be able to ask more questions directly so we're we're going to be working towards that and you know other chains even you know that we're having partnerships with or that we're working with in some way so that that way you guys can uh yeah feel like you get your fix of of questions answered and and just keeping up with what it is exactly that people are doing so yeah, I'm going to assume that there are no more questions. So I'll say thank you, uh, Devin and Josh, so much for coming on and you know answering some questions as well as giving us an idea as to what to look forward to when it comes to the Fetch AI app. But it sounds really exciting. So you got thank it, John. You. Thanks for having us. Um, you know, happy to be here. And like you said, we're happy to you know come in and, and chat with the community, and we'll we'll do our you know figure out how, how we can do this more regularly on that, you know, like monthly basis and appreciate the, you know, bringing us on. Yeah, yeah. no worries at all. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening in to today's Twitter spaces. We should be back to our regular schedule of every two weeks. Um, hopefully not getting any uh, further off track than that. And if anything, hopefully we might even be able to increase the frequency of these if we end up having enough um, you know, teams and stuff that we can come on and talk with to give you guys some uh, more updates. So yeah, once again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the Fetch AI app team uh, for coming in, giving us a little bit of an explanation as to how things have been going. And yeah, I'll, I'll uh, see you guys or talk to you guys in, in the next spaces.
Thanks so much. Thanks, y'all. Ciao. Yep, bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Blockchain and AI, FIPS and Fetch.AI app updates. Recorded on Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make a last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envisioning in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces